We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through His vessels today. I say, are you ready for the Word? You see, you should be excited about the Word of God, man. We, 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 we're, not, we're not in the 6th to 8th district quarter down, downtown. We're, we're in the house of the Lord. And see, that word, that's what's going to set you free. That word is what's going to deliver you. If you get this word, ladies and gentlemen, and apply this word to your life, I guarantee you, you will never be the same again. That's what I did. I said, that's what I did. Now, if you have your Bible, I need for you to go to Second Peter. I need for you to go to Second Peter chapter 1, please. Second Peter chapter 1. It's our custom here in this ministry to just stand for the reading of God's word. So uh, you stand for the judge when you go in the courthouse. Amen. So we ask for the stand for you stand for the word of God. And one day gonna, this word we're going to deliver you, save you, set you, set you free, and bless you. Praise the Lord. In Second Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to break it down for us. But we want to get some clarity here. In 2 Peter chapter 1, let's look at one particular verse here. And that would be verse 3. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. And after examining those passages of scripture, I would just like to use for a text this morning through the knowledge of him. You may be seated. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. So what are you saying, Pastor? God had given us everything pertaining to life and to godliness through the knowledge of him. See, he can give, see, you, you, you can have everything pertaining to life, but you don't have the knowledge of God, then it's not going to do you any good. So how is I'm going to get the knowledge? But you have to spend time here in this word. Sometimes you got to read this word on a daily basis. You got to meditate this word through the knowledge Share with you right here, just say seated, another passage of scripture. Because he said, let my word be established by two or three. So we're seeing how Peter did it. Let's see what John had to say in John chapter 17. Through him. 17 verse 3. He said, and this is the life eternal that might know thee, that, that they may know him, know him, know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast set. 
So it's very, very important, ladies and gentlemen, that we have the knowledge of God. Now, as we move forward in this series here, we're going to work this word just a little bit more here because that's what this ministry is based upon, the word of God. But as we continue this series, see, we know how to overcome performance-based Christianity. Performance-based Christianity. And people will tell you, well, you're not supposed to do any works. And ladies and gentlemen, that's not free. That's not true. That's not true at all. And that's the reason why so many people come to church and they just sit and warm the pew out because someone had told them that you weren't supposed to do no work. You're not supposed to do no work to try to get God to do something for you. But that would be work born out of your belief. That would be work born out of your faith. That would be work born out of your relationship with Jesus Christ. And by you saying you want to do some works. You see, I just want to be, I just won't be working for righteousness. I just won't be working to get the finished work of Jesus Christ. And there are rewards for that that will come when you work for God. There are rewards for that. And I don't know about you, but I want all of my rewards. I want all of my crowns. And the Bible speaks of seven crowns that we're going to receive. I want all of them. And when I get before the throne of God, I want to be able to lay them down before Jesus and say, Jesus, I couldn't do it without you. Now, because we haven't really understood the nature and the character of God, because mis- many people misunderstand the nature of God. You must know his character. You must know his attributes. You must know the nature of God, ladies and gentlemen. And a lot of people misunderstand that. In the book of Kings, under the Old Covenant, Elijah called fire down and killed 102 men. But in the book of Luke, when Jesus was there, who, who was a perfect expression of the nature of God. Perfect expression. What did he have to say about that? The, the disciples said, should we, should we do as Elijah did and call fire down from heaven? And they got rebuked for trying to do what Elijah did in the Old Covenant. You see, that was for the Old Covenant. But see, we're in a totally different dispensation now. We're in the dispensation of grace now, glory to God. We're in the dispensation of love and happiness and joy. Well, what happened? See, when you get a wrong impression of, of who God is, you will have a you will have problem receiving from him. When you get a wrong impression about God, and ladies and gentlemen, that's the reason why it's very important you would know him through the knowledge of him. Watch this. If you, and if your impression of God is a, is a God of wrath, is a God of punishment, is a God of judgment, then you got the impression from the old covenant under the law, which, which is incomplete, which is incomplete without Jesus. It's incomplete. 
God gave it to them to, to point us to Jesus. You see, because Jesus is a perfect expression of the nature of God. Jesus said, no, 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 no. We don't want to have, we don't want to bring down fire. We don't want to bring down fire. Number one, men and women, men and women, men and women can get born again because I'm here. Number two, I am a God of mercy. I am a God of grace. And this is my true nature of God. Glory to God. This is the true nature of God of love and peace and joy. And because we haven't really understood the nature and the character of God, and, 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 and we haven't understood how God deal with us, we haven't understood why God answers our prayers. And when we pray, ladies and gentlemen, we want our prayers be, be answered, but we must know him through the knowledge. Watch this here. Watch this here. See, your impression of God will determine how you receive from him. If you have the wrong concept of God, like I said once before, you got that from the old covenant. And you're not recognized that there is a contrast between the old covenant and the new covenant. Then if you think that God is the one that's making you sick, then you probably won't get healed. If you're thinking that God, God put sickness and disease upon you. If that was the case, why, is that the case? Why did he send his son? God don't have anything to do with sickness and disease. Because you understood his nature. If you think that God doesn't have anything to do with your provision, then you probably won't be able to receive from him because you have a wrong impression of the true nature of God. God wants you healed. God wants you to deliver. He wants you set free. He wants you to prosper. And ladies and gentlemen, something got to be, something got to be, something, something's got to be cleared up. Now let's look at it. Let's go back to that golden tower text here in 1 Peter. Let's look at 3.8. According and his divine power had given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Stop right there. Now we are talking about those things that are already available. That's include healing. That's include joy. That's include delivering. That's include prosperity. It's include all things that pertain to life and godliness. Watch this here. I don't want to bust your bubble here, but look, I got to tell you the truth. You don't have to ask God for anything that he already provided for you. You don't have to ask him. You don't have to ask him for anything. What you got to do is get in your word, get in the word of God, and get revelation of the word of God, and apply the word to that situation. It works every time. I say it works every time. So everything that we need for life and godliness, he said, I had given it unto you, but notice what he said in the last part of the verse, in B. 
through the knowledge of him that had called us to, ver to glory and to what? Virtue. Through the knowledge. So if you, if you want God to bless you in every area of your life, you got to have knowledge of him. You got to have knowledge. So all things will be manifest in our lives and made available to us. How? Through the knowledge of God. Through the knowledge of him. And I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, take time to get into the word of God and watch how the Holy Spirit revealed to you the word of God. Watch how he revealed the word to you because the Holy Spirit is going to do his job. And when situations and circumstances pop up in your life, all those scriptures that you have read, the Holy Spirit is going to bring it back to you for you to start confessing out your mouth. But if you don't put anything in your spirit, glory to God, it's not going to happen. you got to put something in there so he can bring it out. Through the knowledge of him. Glory to God. As we continue to move on in this series. Now listen. Listen carefully now for this right here. I'm coming at you. All things that pertain unto life and godliness come through the knowledge of him. So if you have the wrong knowledge about God, then you're not going to receive the all things. You see, it's knowing God. It's knowing God. It's knowing God. That will make all things available to you. So let me put it like this. It is a personal relationship with God that makes all things available to you. A personal relationship. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about no religion. We're talking about a personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Can no man or woman, boy or girl, come to the Father but through me? He didn't say I was a way or I was one of the ways. He said, I am what? Come on, talk to me. The way. Glory to God. So you must have that knowledge, my brothers and sisters. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? I got to make sure that you're on the same train I'm on. Now listen. You know that God makes all things, it makes all things that pertain to life and godliness available to you. Who knows God? Who knows him? I didn't say it makes everything available to you who know about God. Say amen to that. See, you may know, you may know about him, but do you know him? That's the key right here. Do you know him? I didn't say what head knowledge you have about God. Yeah, I know God. He sit up in heaven. I'm not talking about that. But do you know him? That's the key here. Do you know him? And it's very important, it's very important that you spend time to get to know him. Get to know his character. Get to know his attitude. Get to know how he flow and how he moves. Be insistent in his voice. Because you don't want to be moving that direction and he's telling you to go this direction. Say away about the Holy Spirit. You don't want to be, you don't want to be, you want to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Come on, talk to me now. 
You want to be sister to the Lord because he's going that way. I want to go the same direction he's going. I don't want to be going a different direction than the Holy Spirit is going. You see, you got to have that mindset, my brothers and sisters. Can we go a little bit deeper here? Go to Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. I want to show you something here. If you haven't, say praise the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 23, look at, look at this verse right here. Half of this verse. 23, 7a. For he, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is what? For is he. Now, I'm not talking about the heart that expand and contract and pump the blood throughout the body. I'm not talking about that heart. I'm talking about your spiritual heart. That's what I'm talking about. For he that so the he that thinketh in his in his heart, so is he. So we need to watch the words, ladies and gentlemen, how we thinking. And we got to make sure that we think it from our spirit man. Because your spirit man is hooked up to the Holy Spirit, and your Holy Spirit gonna leave you in the things of God. Glory to God. So if you have the wrong impression of God, then you would expect the wrong things from God. You would think that He the one making you sick. You would think He the one holding you back. From, from, from prospering and, and everything. You think, you think he the one to hold you back from being delivered. But he's not, my ladies and gentlemen. If your impression of God is that he calls the sickness, then you would expect for God to make you sick. And God doesn't do that. We got a devil out here, ladies and gentlemen. And this devil don't take vacation. And that's his M.O. is to steal, to kill, and what? To destroy. So he brings these sickness and disease upon you. But God had given you something, power over, over the sickness and disease. You just got to find it right here in the Word of God, pertaining to your situation, and stand on it. Stand on it. If your impression of God is that he made you, he, he mad at you, and that's why uh, there is no breakthrough taking place in your life. Watch this. As a man thinking, so is he. That's the way you're going to think. See, you would expect the wrong thing from God. You would expect uh, uh, the God of judgment. You would expect the God of punishment. You would expect the God that's holding, that was holding, hold up what you're asking God for in your prayer time. And when you pray, ladies and gentlemen, you got to pray the word of God. Pray the word. Take a few minutes, go into the word of God, pretending your situation right here. You come to him and worship him and praise him and give him the glory and give him the honor. And then you say, God, you said in your word, whatever you believe in God for. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, 22 and 24, you said it's Christ by, by, his, by Jesus Christ, I'm healed. Father, I stand on his word. 
that I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm whole in Jesus' name. I walk in divine health. You see, you pray in the Word. You can't just throw anything at God. He's a God of order. You can't, and people wonder why I haven't got my prayers answered. Because you're just throwing anything at God. No, you, God is very pacific. You got to be very pacific with God. And you got to pray this where it works every time, ladies and gentlemen. Say amen to that. Amen. Through the knowledge of Him. Yeah. Through the knowledge. Oh, watch this here. You don't never want to expect the wrong things of God. You, won't, you never want to do that. And that's what you expect. And there are people like that. They impress, they, they impress of God is determined how they receive from him. But you will get what you expect. You will get what you believe. And we say it all the time here in this ministry when you come here on in the morning. How many of y'all came here expecting and whatever you expect, you better make sure they line up with the word of God. Because if it don't line up with the word of God, it's not going to happen. Can we go a little deeper here? Go, a little, go to Matthew chapter 9. I want you to see something. Matthew chapter 9. I've been in the kitchen this week. I've been in the kitchen. Now, God allowed you to come here this morning so I can serve you. I'm just a servant. And I pray, my brothers and sisters, that you take time to get the knowledge of God. And when you get the knowledge of God, you watch what I tell you. Everything will start working on your behalf. In Matthew chapter 9, You get what you expect. And you get what you believe. Somebody said, well, what if you don't believe? You get what you don't believe. What is that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. In Matthew chapter 9, look at verse 29. Then touch he their eyes, saying, according to your, come on, to your faith be it unto you. According to your faith. You see, my brothers and sisters, when you have revelation knowledge of the word of God, your faith going to grow. It's going to grow when you have revelation knowledge. I said revelation knowledge. I didn't say head knowledge. I said revelation knowledge. When you have revelation knowledge of the word of God, your faith going to grow. Now, God had given everybody a measure of faith. But your faith has to be developed, ladies and gentlemen. Faith, ladies and gentlemen, as they hear me say numbers of kind, is the master key. And when you have the master key, I don't care whatever door is shut. Whatever door is shut, if I need to go in that door of prosperity, if I need to go in that door of deliverance, if I need to go in that door of healing, guess what? I got the master key. I can go through any door I want to go through. Spend time to develop your faith. And how are you going to develop your faith? By getting into that word and get the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. You're familiar with that. 
according to your faith, be it unto you. Now it's hard to disbelieve God. I say it's hard to disbelieve God once you really know him. But once you really know him, I don't care what comes your way. I don't care what comes your way. Once you really know him, you're going to stand on that word. Glory to God. Listen, once you really know God, it's hard to disbelieve him. Why? Because you know him. See, we know what God is like when we look at Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we can see what God is like. Glory to God. Man, some of y'all get this on the way home. Can we go a little bit deeper here? Go to Hebrew chapter 1. Let me show you something here. Hebrew chapter 1. Go to Hebrew chapter 1. I just want to encourage you because I want each and every one of us to be blessed. That's all. I want each and every one of us to be blessed in the things of God. Because God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Whatever it is pertaining to life and godliness, he has given that to us. In Hebrews chapter 1, see, we know what God is like when we look at Jesus. If you want a clear expression of God, of who God is, if you want a clear understanding of the nature of God, you will see that in Jesus. You will see it in him. Now, what did Jesus say? He said that when you have seen me, what? You have seen the Father. That's what Jesus said. You see, it's a true expression of who God is, of the nature of God. Now, Hebrews chapter 1 we're going to look at verse 2 and 3a and b, okay? In Hebrews chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. Have the last days spoken unto us his son, whom he had appointed heirs of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the expression image of his, of his person. Let me break that down for you. Let me break it down for you. He said, watch this, Jesus is the brightness of his glory, and Jesus is the express image of his person. And so if you want to know the true nature of God, he said, hey, look at my son. He said, look at Jesus. If you want the true nature of me, look at Jesus. Glory to God. Watch this. And Jesus said to those disciples, don't you call fire down from heaven like Elijah did. You don't know what spirit you are of. And you saw the mercy and the grace, ladies and gentlemen, being extended. Glory to God when he made that statement. He's all about grace. He's all about mercy. That's the true nature of God. That's the true nature of God. Now, I want to slip this in because it appears that what happened over the years, and especially today, it's almost like if you don't show people how to get their needs met, then they're not coming to church. 
And that's what I want to do here this morning. I want to show you how you can get your need met so you can continue to come to church so you can be a blessing to somebody else. So how are you praying during your, during your prayer time? Just bless me and my family no more? No, that's not a way. Lord, bless me that I may be a blessing to somebody else. So that's what I'm trying try to show you this morning. I'm trying to show you how you how you can get your blessing and attain your blessing and keep your blessing. Glory to God. Because I want you to keep coming to church so you can continue to get into the word of God. Well, if you show them how to get their needs met, that becomes their motivation for church. You see, there's a difference between, watch this, watch this here. There's a difference between the mechanic of Christianity and a personal relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. It's a difference. There's a difference between the mechanics of Christianity and a personal relationship with Jesus. Here's what I believe has happened. I really believe that one of the biggest problems in the body of Christ is that we learn the mechanics of, of how Christianity works. We learn the mechanics of first, of faith, we, how faith works. We learn the mechanics of confession. We learn the mechanics of giving and receiving. We learn the mechanics, but at the same time, we don't, we don't even know God. We don't know Him. And we got to spend time to get to know God. Now, we have learned all of these things. We have learned all of these things. We have learned all of these things to do. We come to church and we learn all these things to do. When this happens, do this. When you have a need, do that. When you have, when you want something to happen, do this. And we have learned all the mechanics and I'm not about to throw away, I'm not about to throw the mechanics away. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to throw the mechanics away, but I, what I want to do, I want to keep them, I want to put them in a proper place. That's what I want to do. And it's very important that we learn to keep, put them in a proper place. We learn all the mechanics of what to do. And many times we try to put them into practice without knowing God. Think of this now. We try to put into practice the things we learn to do. We try to put into practice the mechanics of a lot of time, a lot of time of putting into uh, of the things to learn to do and the mechanics. And a lot of time we put in things into practice and we don't even know God. You don't know him. And you wonder why things are not working for you. The greatest sin in the church is trying to be like God without God. The greatest sin. See, trying to operate the mechanics of faith. Trying to operate the, the, the mechanic of confession and prosperity. And we don't even know God. Watch this. So we, so we become principle driven. We become mechanic driven. And we don't understand that's what drive the mechanics 
of our Christianity. It's to have a personal relationship with Jesus. We must have a personal relationship with him. And from that personal relationship with Jesus, the overflow, with that personal relationship began to bring us into what to do as I move into my clothes. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. See, we believe that if you have an intimate personal relationship with God, and even if you don't know the ins and outs of prosperity, faith and confession, you will end up prospering without the ins and outs. You will still end up prospering. Why? Because you have a personal relationship with him. We ain't talking about no religion. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, ladies and gentlemen, we have a personal relationship with us, with him, and that relationship has to be developed. Because there is something about seeking first Jesus and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you without knowing the mechanics. That's how, ladies and gentlemen, we started it. Do all y'all, do y'all remember? Do y'all remember when, uh, when you first got born again? It seemed like everything was working when you first got born again. I prayed and I got answers to my prayers. Somebody said, yeah, 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 Pastor, but what happened? What happened? What happened, Pastor? Watch this. I eventually moved from my relationship to my mechanic. And what happened was I started coming to church and I started hearing all of the, all of the mechanics of faith, hearing all the mechanics of prayer. And see, and I believe that if, if I have had an intimate knowing of who Jesus is, so over the year, Dad Hagen, as a result of his relationship with God, these faith principles born, glory to God. He the one, Dad Hagen. And I thank the Lord that I had the opportunity for two years to sit under his ministry before he went on to be with the Lord at Raymond Bible Training Center. But it is very important that we have a personal relationship with God through the knowledge, watch this, of him, glory to God. Amen? That's all I got for you today. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to say to all the ones who is in uh, Facebook land, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this after me. Maybe you backslide. We serve a God of another chance. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me for all of my sins. And if you said that prayer, we believe that you are saved. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. 
Sunday morning worship service at 11.30 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five-Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five-Fold Network. You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at dollar sign seven hwb god bless you and we will see you next time